For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by SocialMediaExaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Reach me. You can tag me on Instagram at Stelzner or email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with eight brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool tool for summarizing articles or big blocks of text. It's called TLDR This. Ooh, tell me more. So if you know what TLDR stands for, it means too long, didn't read. And this does that. It too long, didn't read this, any article. In other words, you you drop a URL into this web-based article or the browser extension for Chrome or Firefox, and it will then summarize that article in five bullet points, or you can paste text in and it will do the same. Fascinating. Yeah. I see this when I whenever I read Business Insider, they always have a couple of bullets at the top of the article for the skim reader. So this is somehow looking for what it thinks are the most important points of the article so you can just read it in mere seconds. Is that what I'm hearing yes. you say? Yes. And so not to encourage social media examiner readers, readers. <laughs> to use this, but I tested it on one of our articles. I said, okay, is this going to make any sense? So I took, I think, the latest article for today, dropped it in there, and it gave me five bullet points. And they were complete sentences. They made sense grammatically. I read straight through them, and I said, I actually understand what this article is about. Now I actually want to read the full article. Fascinating. Did it just copy the sentence? Do you think it just copied the first sentence from critical sections, or do you feel like it actually wrote sentences that weren't actually in the article? I think it was a little bit of both, I suspect, because I could see that some of the writing felt like, oh, that's a, I mean, it, it seemed like it said that sentence right there is a good example of this article. Grab that one. Mm. But then there were other sentences that were kind of summarizing, you know, maybe a paragraph or two. Fascinating. How does this thing work as far as like, is it, it's just a website and you paste a URL in there? Yeah, it's literally a website that you can go to that you can have bookmarked. Or if you're using Chrome or Firefox, there are browser extensions that will allow you to click the button while you're on that article and fire it up and uh, summarize it for you. Where do we find this? So you can find this at tldr.hackeryogi.com. Wow. tldr.hackeryogi.com. That's it. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? 
simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for my interview with Rachel Peterson. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Rachel Peterson. If you don't know who Rachel is, she is an organic social marketing pro. Her new book is called I Need Attention, and she hosts the Social Media Secrets podcast. She's also the founder of The Viral Touch, an agency that specializes in strategic organic content. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. Today, Rachel and I are going to discuss TikTok. You've been hearing about it. You're probably like, what the heck is all the buzz about? Well, Rachel is going to help us understand, especially those of us that might not be on the platform and those of us that are marketers, what we need to know about the platform. Now, before we go there, Rachel, I'd love to back up a little bit and ask you, what's your story? How'd you get into marketing? And then ultimately, how'd you get into TikTok? Yeah, great questions. Those oftentimes come up and people assume you must have a background in marketing, a degree in marketing. But my experience with social media marketing is actually kind of interesting. I used to be a hairstylist. And while I was in the middle of doing highlights on one of my clients, she mentioned that her husband owned this little chicken company. And she actually said, Mike, at verbatim, can you please show me your tweeter so I can understand what's going on? <laughs> and in that moment, I realized, oh my gosh, I may not be an expert, but I'm an expert to her in this moment and I can help her figure out Twitter, Facebook, and from there start to kind of dive into this world of marketing that's always been intriguing to me. How long ago was that? Oh, three and a half years ago. Cool. So what happened after you showed her the Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the funniest conversations I've ever had. We started out talking about their social media, their game plan, and then they invited me to their house to kind of start consulting for them in social media. A few months later, they ended up being really my first client and asking me to be a consultant for the entire franchise. And mm. so that was my first real dive into social media and everything just continued to grow from there. So tell us, uh, what are you doing now? And, how, yeah. and, and by the way, make sure you get TikTok in here somehow. Okay, beautiful. So right now we are focusing on working with clients that do seven to nine, even 10 figures a year in revenue. And we are creating organic social media strategies. We work with clients that are renowned. We've worked with Fortune 500s, names that are seen everywhere, helping clients to go viral, create consistent revenue from organic efforts. And I'm a little bit obsessed with all social media. So when I started hearing the buzz about TikTok, I knew right away, this is a new avenue that hasn't yet been explored by marketers, I want to jump into this and really understand TikTok as fast as humanly possible. And so that was one of the avenues where I jumped in. And I still feel like though I was later to the platform, it was still an early adoption for the marketing industry. So tell me about your first day that you used TikTok. How long ago <laughs> was it? What happened? Yeah, I first started using TikTok back in winter of 2018. And I'll never forget, I felt so awkward putting my first video up. I first opened the app and started scrolling through the videos. And now TikTok was previously an app that many people are familiar with musically. And so at first I saw a lot of lip syncing videos. And so I started with a couple of those videos. 
and several videos in, my kids wanted to get involved and they said, mom, let's do that song, Baby Shark. And so we did this rendition of Baby Shark. And the next morning I woke up and even though I only had six followers, which were like my favorite people, literally we had been viewed by 9,400 people overnight. Wow. Some people are cursing your name for even bringing up Baby Shark because it's stuck in their head now. (laughs) (laughs) Other people are like, what the heck is Baby Shark? (laughs) So um, for those that don't know, it's just this crazy little song with the same lyrics that repeat over and over again, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so then what happened after, you know, you're like, wow, what the heck? I went, I have six years and I got thousands of people watching this video. Like what, what went through your head? Oh, immediately I saw opportunity. I thought there's something on this platform that I haven't seen over the last few years on Facebook or even on Instagram. And that was an unweighted algorithm, meaning videos are being seen organically in the order that they show up and that hashtags are truly working without any kind of like, you know, ban or anything that's slowing down certain videos. Mm. And it made me really hungry to dive into TikTok. And so even though it felt a little bit awkward at first, and anyone who's used the app is probably familiar with why that might be. um, But I started to kind of just create consistent videos almost every single day. And Within just a few months, I think it was less than 60 days, I was up to 2,600 followers without any spend. It was completely organic. And this was a brand new audience for me. So immediately I knew this is something big. Well, uh, a lot of interesting things here. First of all, welcome to the world of social media marketing. Um, (laughs) You know, a lot has changed even in just the three and a half or four years that you've been doing it. And I think it's exciting that you saw the opportunity and dove in and started experimenting with TikTok. I would love to ask you a slew of questions. And I should tell the audience that I've been looking for someone to try to bring on to talk about TikTok for a a while. And frankly, most of the people that I reached out to were very young and they were not marketers. You know, they were frankly teenagers. So, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming for me to try to find someone who's an adult and who's a marketer, you know, who can talk about TikTok. But Rachel, you came highly recommended by a lot of people in my community. So I'm super excited to like start asking you a lot of questions. And I think the first one I want to ask you is a lot of people are asking themselves, why should we as marketers pay attention to TikTok? What do you want to say to them? Mm, One of the most fascinating things about TikTok for me, was recognizing that this is a generation that we're moving into or kind of almost an era of shorter attention spans at first. And I want to be clear about at first because I find that people are interested for about 15 seconds or the length of a TikTok, the length of a trailer, the length of an ad. And in those 15 seconds, whether they're watching a trailer on Netflix or a video on TikTok, they're deciding, do I want to dive in? Do I want to binge? Is this worth my time? And so what I loved about it was I had to kind of capture attention in 15 seconds and find a way to get my hold on a new market that had never heard of me, that had no clue who I was, um, and really just figure out how do I not only capture their attention, but sustain it and make my content binge worthy. So why should marketers pay attention, in your opinion, to to TikTok, the platform? 
So one of the reasons that marketers should pay attention to TikTok is because this is not a new platform, but a platform with a new energy. And one thing that's really great about new platforms is that the marketers haven't moved there in massive packs. It's a little more isolated still. So you're able to get on there. It's kind of like the wild west. There's so much opportunity. People are becoming TikTok famous, but not just that. They're just now introducing to the masses the ability to advertise. And it's a new platform for us to be able to diversify our clients or our jobs ability to market besides relying on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, kind of the the trusted platforms we've had up until this point. Do you have any statistics about the size of the audience on TikTok and or the age and demographic data? I do. So it's it's a little bit difficult to find the 2019 data and demographics for TikTok, but According to all of the sources I found, TikTok is in 154 countries. There are currently about 500 million active users, which is just insane. Hmm. Um, It has consistently been in the top 10 most downloaded apps in the entire app store. And this is one thing that I found interesting that I'm sure you'll want to dive into. There is $50 million spending on TikTok, which I'll explain why that's interesting. Now, This is another thing that I really love about TikTok, and that is that about 66% are under the age of 30. So 66% of the users are under 30. And as a marketer, of course, I love studying the demographics of my customers, my clients' customers, but I also like looking at the next generation and discovering how do you become the first to market for that generation? And this is a great opportunity to get in front of that generation. Do you feel like this 66% under 30 is also like 66% maybe even under 20 in your from your experience? At first, I thought that it was going to be a younger platform. But when I started diving into the hashtags like hashtag mom life, hashtag mom of three, hashtag working mom, I started looking to see what kind of content was being put out by people who were close in age to me. And I discovered that there were a lot of younger moms, so millennial moms on this platform. And I was actually really surprised by the number of people I found putting out content consistently who were between the ages of 20. 20 and 30. Got it. And do you find that some of the creators on there that are the most popular are definitely like high school students? Because that that seems to be my experience from just like opening the app and just seeing what, what it shows to me. <laughs> so when you first open TikTok, it doesn't know yet what your preferences are. And so at first, when you are opening the app, you haven't followed anybody and it's just showing you a clear news feed. But when you start following people, it shows you more people like that person, which mm-hmm. is really neat. And so I started following a lot of creators that were close in age to me and started to discover that there are a lot of people between the ages of 20 and 30. That being said, there are a lot of also younger creators, but some of them look younger and they're actually in college. It's kind of like that phenomenon of actors playing kids in high school when they're really 30 years old. I found that to be really common on TikTok. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Shalene Johnson, who is a fitness influencer, is on there. And she's definitely in the 50, you know, kind of plus crowd. And then I think Zach King might be on there. He is definitely a young guy, but is super famous on Instagram with 20 million followers. So 
Got it. So, so far we're kind of getting the high level picture of what TikTok looks like. Now let's talk about like, you know, it's hard to describe it over, over a podcast, but like, what's the user experience? Like talk, talk us through that a little bit. Cause I know a lot of people have never even tried TikTok that are listening right now. What, what do the, what do you see when you open up the app? So when you open up the TikTok app, you essentially see two news feeds that are side by side and you can toggle back and forth between them. The main or the default one is for you. And that is a news feed of content that you can browse, find people that you find interesting. You can follow them, engage with their content. And you're essentially swiping up and continually going through this endless stream of content. A lot of it is quite entertaining. Some of it is inappropriate. Some of it is shocking. There's a lot of variety on TikTok. And when you swipe over to the right, you're going to find that there are there's an entire newsfeed of the people whose content you follow. So everyone you follow's content is going to show up in that feed called following, which is kind of neat. It's a great way to sort out the content of the people you want to interact with and the content from people you want to be inspired by. What's the format? Is it square, horizontal, vertical video? And is it all video? Great question. It's about the size of your phone screen. So it is all vertical video. They are 15 second clips, though they recently expanded it to up to 60 seconds. However, the majority of the content is 15 seconds or less. And there's a combination of lip syncing. Lip syncing is very popular. So people will create original audios, upload songs, sound effects, sometimes rants. And then other people create videos to that audio using their imagination to kind of almost do like an interpretive dance to whatever it is that that audio was all about. Are you familiar with Vine? Did you ever use that back in the day or did you ever watch it? Because I know it might be a little bit before you got into social media. I wish that I had been a social media marketer in the Vine days. I was just a consumer. <laughs> but you're familiar enough with Vine, right? So oh, yeah. so it's very. Oh, yeah. it sounds like this is a lot like uh, uh, Vine was only six seconds. This sounds like a longer version of Vine. Am I right or am I wrong? You are spot on, Mike. Yeah. So, and Vine was very popular and then all of a sudden it was shut down. I think it was owned by Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. I think they ended up shutting it down, which probably in hindsight, they recognized was a mistake considering this new app is so much like Vine. Now, um, when you, when you load up the app, you're, you see the main feed by default, or do you see your feed by default, or can you choose which one you want to see when you open up the app? The very first thing you're going to see is the for you feed, meaning people you don't follow yet and their content. I see. And it's totally random what shows up until you start engaging with content. And then it learns your preferences and starts showing you similar types of content you might want to follow. Is that the idea? That's the idea. Now, are all these videos looping? They are looping, which can make it really interesting. And what I have found with many of our videos is that if between about seven and 10 seconds, we have kind of like a plot twist mid video, that's when people watch it over and over because suddenly the things that appeared a certain way in the beginning totally change and they want to see it again with a fresh perspective. So the goal is to get people kind of hooked in a way, wanting to watch the same video over and over. And I have to admit, I've watched many of the same videos over and over on the loop. Okay. We're going to come back to the plot twist in the middle a little later. So I've made a note. When you actually open up the app to record a video, 
kind of talk us through this a little bit. Is it just a record button like it is on Instagram stories or is it something a little different? Like talk to us about that. So when you open the app to actually create content, there are several different options. So similar to Instagram stories, you can hold down the button to record and hold it down for the entire duration of the video. You can set up a self timer and record it in kind of from a distance. There's also the ability to create segments. So when you let go of recording, it stops just kind of similar to an Instagram story, except that you're able to keep adding new little segments to each video. The one thing that is really cool about TikTok is you can also upload your videos and add awesome effects to make it really interesting. So you can technically pre-edit a video before uploading it to the TikTok platform. Now, are all the videos music focused or is that just an option that you can add into the video? So there's an option to add music into your videos, but recently I've noticed that the videos are kind of straying away from the roots of TikTok and kind of moving away from music. They're moving more towards kind of snarky renditions of music where someone will re-sing the lyrics to a song and then they'll create a video that has a funny like double meaning or a second meaning towards the lyrics. It's really interesting seeing how people can creatively interpret lyrics to a song while saying it as kind of a native audio. You told me in pre-show about live video. So talk to me about that a little bit, because is there a live video option on TikTok? When I joined TikTok, I remember hearing that there was the ability to go live. And of course, as a marketer, the first thing I wanted to know is how do I get that live option? I wanted that mic. I wanted it so badly. And it turns out that that option is not made available to you until you hit 1,000 followers, which seems kind of like a low number compared to many of the platforms that we manage across other social media. But the interesting thing is that That number of followers is actually really difficult to achieve on TikTok if you don't have an intentional strategy for gaining and keeping attention. So it was about 60 days later when I was kind of having that massive surge of growth that I passed the 1,000 followers and unlocked the ability to stream live on TikTok. Cool. So real important distinction here. It's easy to get people to watch your videos. It's not so easy to get them to become a subscriber. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, absolutely. Every single day I have people who are saying, please, please notice me. Please, please follow me. And my following isn't massive per se on TikTok. However, they perceive it as massive because the same amount of followers that might be not as significant on another platform is considered a lot on TikTok. So once you unlock the live video feature, tell us how it works. Yeah. So live video on TikTok is really different. One of the things that TikTok has available is something kind of similar to YouTube's ability to live stream in that people can purchase in app these kind of coins that purchase these gifts. And these gifts have really silly names like a concert or a drama queen, a cowboy. And essentially you're gifting them coins, which in turn becomes money for the influencer. Mm. So a lot of people will open up a live stream and as hundreds or even thousands of people join, they're making hundreds or even thousands of dollars live in front of your eyes. Got it. So it's like a little avatar or sticker that they, the user pays for, and then they gift it to you if you want to monetize during a live stream. Now, have you gone live on any other social platforms like Instagram? Is it a similar kind of experience? 
Yeah, I've gone live on almost every single social platform that allows you to go live. It's a little different in that when you first jump on, there's almost nobody watching. And then the longer you stay live and the more followers you have, the more people are notified that you're live. And so if you're able to stay on longer than it's uncomfortable, it is going to pay off because more and more people start joining. The other thing that's really cool is people can share your live stream with all of their followers. So there's an exponential growth ability when you are live streaming. What happens to that live video when you're done? When you finish the live video, this is the interesting thing. It disappears completely and it's gone forever. Very much like what Instagram was in the beginning. I don't know if you remember but when Instagram live came out, it was immediately disappeared after you were done being live. <laughs> so fascinating. So what have you seen others doing with the live video? Is it mostly just a, hey, Q&A session or are they pitching or what are you seeing with some of the other creators out there? One of the interesting things about the lives that I have seen, and I've intentionally sought them out because I wanted to see how people were using this platform. Most people haven't realized that there's the ability to pitch or create a training or teach people something. Most of the creators hop on and kind of go about their life. Maybe they're doing their makeup or maybe they're playing the piano or playing video games, almost using it in a fashion similar to Twitch. And they'll sit there and kind of live stream them playing video games. They'll interact a little bit. And then when somebody sends them a gift, especially if it's a larger gift, like a drama queen, they absolutely freak out and they'll go and they'll share that person's content with everyone on the live stream and literally hold a second phone up to it and say, look at this person's live stream or uh, content, go follow them, go like their content. It's a really interesting way of monetizing because I feel that most creators haven't figured out the best ways to use the platform to build your overall audience. How are people even discovering you when you go live? Is there like some sort of special moniker that comes up in their feed that shows that you're live? Is it just promoted to your quote unquote followers? What's What's been your experience? Yeah. So when you go live on TikTok, it shows up in the feed of all of your followers in kind of their notification bar. So it shows up right away at the top. Um, it's very clearly displayed. But then when you become someone who's verified or has the verified badge, then you you show up in many people's feeds. Not everybody's. And I don't know the rhyme or reason, though I search for it. It just shows up in more people's feeds and notifications and ability to kind of join the feed. So it's it's really random. Now, when you get when you said the word verified, does that mean over a thousand or is that something totally different as far as verified? Yeah, the verified badge is something that is similar to verification of any other platform. Uh, it just happens when someone achieves a certain amount of notoriety that TikTok recognizes. So there's no application process necessarily that just kind of bestow it upon certain individuals. Is that the idea? Yes. And I will say that TikTok has seemed to do a really good job of identifying quality creators who are consistently growing and producing. I noticed that they bring a lot of TikTok creators that are growing their audiences into their studios. Um, they send them swag all the time. And so when someone is growing by a significant amount, they want to verify them. They want to elevate their status. Perfect. So let's talk about there's a lot of marketers listening right now. There's a lot of creators listening right now, but I want you to speak to the marketers. Like, what do they need to know? What do they need to be careful about if they come to the TikTok platform? 
One of the things with TikTok that is interesting is that people can smell sales a mile away. When it comes to TikTok, if something is overly produced, people instantly sense it and they go crazy and they can be really upset in the comments. Mm. One of the best things that you can do is spend a little bit of time researching what the content feels like to make sure that nothing feels overly produced or salesy so that that way it blends in with the rest of the content and can actually be kind of like a covert advertisement. Got it. So the ad side of things. I would imagine you probably have not done ads yourself, but have you seen any ads on the platform? Kind of what do they look like? And do you have any insight at all from from that perspective? I will say that the ads on TikTok are really interesting in that it hasn't been fully explored by TikTok. When you first open the app, that is when you see ads pop up. It's the ability to kind of check out who's running ads. However, they haven't added ads into any of the news feeds or notifications yet. So the only time that you really see ads are when you open the platform, which is kind of interesting. And that's the only reason why I haven't jumped into ads yet. However, they recently made it available as a self-serve platform. And as I start to see the ads more throughout the newsfeed and notifications, that's when I'm going to start jumping into placing ads on TikTok. Yeah. I heard that Macy's recently was running a back to school campaign and they were utilizing TikTok to try to get targeted to, you know, probably high school and college kids that are going back to school. Have you seen any other major brands that you might recognize or a lot of them brands you've never heard of before? Most of the brands that I've seen on TikTok have been, as funny as this is, like alcohol brands. I've seen a lot of concerts. I've seen really? rap artists. Yeah. Huh. Big parties, like kind of like the jingle, jingle bell. What is it? Jingle ball stuff. Hmm. It's a lot of trendy things that catch people's attention, almost like concerts and things like that. But I will say that there are some people who have mastered the organic advertising. For example, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on the platform and he advertises his protein shakes and does a phenomenal job of having it just blend in with the rest of the content. Fascinating. Tell us about like, um, if you recall any of those ads, like what was he doing that was interesting? And why would anybody <laughs> want to watch it just because it's Arnold? <laughs> uh, I think that's a huge part of the reason. He's uploaded some incredibly interesting native sounds that instantly made him viral on the platform with just like one video upload. Huh. And everyone was resharing this native sound. They were so excited about it. When you say native sound, what does that mean? Yeah. So when you create your own video with your own sound, what happens is you get attribution for that sound forever. So anyone who creates a video with that sound, it ultimately directs back to you huh. and you have the ability to grow your brand because you're the one who created and uploaded that sound. So was it some sort of like phrase that he said, like, I'll be back or something like that? Do you know? Uh, I don't know if I can do it in his accent, but yeah. it was like up, down, up, down. Oh, that was it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can totally imagine him in the gym talking to somebody, you know, uh, or him doing squats or something like that with that. Fascinating. So, so people were taking that audio clip and making fun videos with it and somehow that also helped him grow his notoriety on the platform? Is that what I'm hearing you say? It did. I'm sure that there was a lot behind the scenes with social media strategy and a goal to make him go viral. But that sound was 
oh my goodness, I couldn't look through my newsfeed without seeing that sound in videos. Everyone wanted to create a video with Arnold's native sound. Hmm. And then his next video was an advertisement for his protein shake. And if I recall correctly, he cracked like raw eggs into this protein shake just to get attention and talked about it and was bragging about it and how much he loves it. And everyone was like, oh, it's Arnold respect. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of positive on his (laughs) um, videos for that. Okay. Next question related to all this is, is there any text or links or any swipe ups or anything like that? Or is just at a hundred percent video, much like kind of an Instagram story is? On TikTok, you have the ability to add text throughout different parts of your video. Those can be on the screen for the entire video. They're not clickable. There isn't a swipe up option, um, but you can add a link in your bio, which is neat. And so, I, for example, I put my website and when I went on to someone's live stream, I wanted to see what happened when I gifted them something and just see what the reaction was, learn a little bit about how much it moves the needle in terms of followers and growth. And he immediately went to my bio, read my website in front of several thousand people. And I noticed a jump in my traffic, not a significant jump, but enough to recognize that that made people go and search for my website. What is the cost of these gifts just out of curiosity? They range in price from 50 cents all the way up to $50. Is that one you were just talking about the, I forget what you called it, the something queen or whatever. Is that the $50 one? (laughs) Yes. The drama queen, the drama queen is $50 and it's really kind of interesting. Um, and that's where that $50 million in spending comes from. Uh, People are spending a lot of money on gifts for their favorite influencers here. Do you have any idea how the, how the uh, profit share goes on that? Does it, is like a half of it go to the influencers? Most of it go to the influencers? I actually don't know. I've heard it rumored that it was at 2% that TikTok keeps, but I'll be totally honest with you, Mike. I didn't feel comfortable hopping onto a live and asking people for yep. gifts and then performing, you know, little tricks. Like it just, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I would rather just wait for yeah. someone to share what the revenue split is. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I would imagine they've got to, they've got to take more than that because that's probably barely enough just to even color, cover the credit card expense. Now onto the actual creation of content. And you mentioned this plot twist in the middle thing. So let's spend a few minutes talking about the types of content through your experience, because you've been creating here for now many, many months. You know, what kinds of content advice would you have for others who want to start maybe creating content on the platform? And and for sure, if you want to start with this plot twist thing, go for it. The very first thing that I recommend is watching other people's content. And I mean, a lot of it and start to identify the trends. And that's kind of how I discovered that a little bit over halfway through the video, if there's a plot twist, it makes people watch again, which of course helps your views. And then they're going to come back and leave a comment because they think it's funny. They're going to tag their friends. There's a lot that can happen when there's a plot twist, meaning if it starts out one way, take it a different direction that shocks everyone. For example, I did one video with my eight-year-old where I put macaroni noodles in between my teeth. And I said, Dakota, can you come walk on my back? 
and she comes up and she has no idea that I'm recording and she steps on my back and I bite down on the noodles and you can hear the crunch, crunch. And I go, oh my gosh. And she starts crying instantly. And I was, of course, I couldn't stop laughing, Mike, because it was just. Uh, oh, for a second, I'm like, okay, so they were uncooked macaroni noodles is what you're saying. Yes, they were uncooked macaroni noodles. So you could hear the crunch. Thankfully, that's not my cooked macaroni noodles. <laughs> and literally she starts crying and people watched it over and over again. And I believe that video had like 10,000 views in just 48 hours. Wow. That's crazy. Now talk about the other types of content that you created and then we'll kind of step back and look at what you're trying to accomplish here. So one of the things that I do whenever I want to create content for TikTok is I start observing kind of the funny things that are happening throughout my life. For example, if I consider myself a mom who's a working mom, I'm going to go and do some research on Reddit, maybe on Twitter, and start discovering, okay, what are other moms identifying with? What are they saying is a frustration of being a working mom? And how can I explain this well? For example, might it be funny if I had something where I was wearing a blazer on top and pajamas on the bottom, and I was like, this is my conference call look. And things that other people identify with who are in my target market. The best thing that I do is I start looking for inspiration everywhere. Literally, if I'm in an airport, I look for airport hashtags on TikTok and other platforms and start to see, is there something that someone else has done that is similar to something I could do here now? And I start to find inspiration absolutely everywhere. Talk about the hashtags a little bit. Is there a hashtag system on the platform? Yes. TikTok has a phenomenal hashtag system. And so there's a limit of, I believe it's 140 characters for each video. So it's a very short limit. And you have to not only put the caption for the video, but all of the hashtags that you want to it, have it rank for. So you want to do something similar to what I like for Instagram, where there's a combination of niched down hashtags, as well as really large hashtags. And the hope is that you're found in the smaller hashtags, and then it continues to rank as you move up into the bigger hashtags. Okay. You mentioned there's a caption, so I'm just trying to like get this all figured out in my brain. So is it a lot like the native Instagram video, except it's vertical, but it, and it has text and it has a caption outside of the video? That's the part I'm a little confused about. So the text kind of shows up like an Instagram story where it's text within the picture, if that makes sense. Okay. And you move it onto the screen wherever you want, but it's not like true text. It's more like graphic based text. Got it. So the hashtag and the text is somehow like put over the top, just like an Instagram story. And it kind of remains there the duration of the video. Is that correct? Exactly. And the more that your video gets engaged with, the further up you're going to rank within the different hashtags. What's the user experience compared to Instagram stories? Does it feel very similar as far as the ability to like rotate text and put colors behind text and all that other kind of stuff? Generally speaking, I've found that using the text function is a lot more difficult than Instagram stories, hmm. but the options for video editing are so fun to play with. I recommend every single person try this out because it is one of the best experiences I've had with in-app video editing. And so, for example, there have been videos where I'll hold down the button to add the effect and it'll apply the effect to a video for as long as I hold down the button. And then you can switch to a different effect 
hold down the button for more of the video and literally have a different effect every second, every half second, every couple seconds. It's really easy to edit, but the text doesn't work as well. Do you ever download your stories off of TikTok? I'm calling them stories. <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> by default, but do you download these videos off of TikTok and ever re-upload them onto Instagram as an Instagram story? I have done that. Now, I will put a disclaimer that TikTok taps into the silliest, goofiest version of me, which can get very, very silly. Um, and so there's certain videos that I'll put on Instagram and some you won't <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, <laughs> but I will say like, I don't necessarily think that that level of silly makes sense on every single platform, but once in a while I'll grab one of my videos from TikTok and share it on my Facebook profile or Instagram. Just most of the time, it doesn't make sense to have them cross over. Right. What about analytics? Do they provide you any statistics as far as how many people have watched the video, what type of people they are, how long they're watching the video, any of that kind of information? Right now, the analytics in TikTok are lacking. I will say you can see how many people have watched your video, how many people have like hearted it or double tapped for the love. And that's about it. You can also see people who view your profile. But other than that, Mike, you cannot see anything about the demographics of people who are finding you and engaging with your content. On the profile, is there a limit to how much you can put in there? Is it just basic text? Does it allow you to put in your photo of yourself and other types of information? On your profile, you have the ability to upload one profile picture and it doesn't keep them in an album like Facebook does. It has 140 characters for text, and that includes your website. It's plain text plus emojis. So you're not able to make like rich text or anything like that. Hmm. And the link is not clickable. Oh, the link is not clickable in your bio. So there's no way to click out, out of at all out of TikTok. Correct. Oh, fascinating. So now this begs the big question, how in the world are you as a marketer benefiting from this? Talk to me a little bit. Yeah, great question. So there are several ways that I'm planning on using TikTok for kind of exposure and growth over the next year. One of the ways that I'm doing that is by, as crazy as this sounds, developing the younger market and prepping them to know who I am for the next 10 or 20 years. And people might say, well, that's not quite enough of a reason for me to join the platform. But one of the things that we have been discussing really launching is live videos where I start doing trainings. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually just teaching something live, like how I became a social media manager and strategist, and then also having links that I share that go to my different lead magnets or abilities to build my list. So that's kind of what we've been thinking. Um, up until this point, it hasn't really grown my business at all, except for the fact that it has challenged the way that I think about advertising. It's challenged the way that I think about content blending in natively. Um, it's the first platform where I've seen corporate advertisements sticking out significantly um, more than any other platform. And so it's challenged me to start creating very calm, chill, unposed advertisements and seeing how those perform. And we've been discovering it's working so much better across all platforms because of TikTok. Have you seen a lot of innovation in the platform in the year or so that you've been on there? Like, are they rolling out new features consistently? 
I'll be honest, there doesn't seem to be a ton of innovation besides the ability to advertise. Hmm. One of the things I will say is I would love to see some more innovations. Um, I think that one of the things I'd love to see is TikTok, including the ability to have a link in the bio or to save your stories or your lives um, and then have them kind of in an archive or a catalog because it is a bummer to see them disappear. But besides the text on screen, I haven't noticed many different developments in the app at all. Rachel, if people want to find you on TikTok, how do they find you? The easiest way to find me on TikTok is my handle. It is at the Mrs. Peterson. So that's M-R-S-P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N. And that there's a smiling photo of me. I have about 5,700 followers on TikTok. Perfect. And if people want to find you off of TikTok, <laughs> where do you want to send them? <laughs> the greatest place to find me is on my website, www.rachelpeterson.com. That's all E's and a D in my last name. And I also, Mike, put together an awesome freebie that is a guide to, a, kind of a beginner's guide to TikTok. And they can access that at www.tiktokwithrachel.com. TikTokwithrachel.com. Rachel Peterson, thank you so much for coming on the show and answering my million questions about TikTok. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. By the way, if there was anything that was mentioned in today's show and you missed it, we took all the notes. You can find them at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 373. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.